0: Welcome, everyone, to the weekly spotlight from Diversity in Apps. My name is Kabir Seth. Diversity in Apps is a grassroots organization. We're focused on raising awareness as well as doing research about the need for inclusive, equitable, and diverse children's media. And the way we do that is through a variety of different things. We sit on panels at many uh, children's conferences. We have a weekly newsletter that goes out. As well as this podcast, um, the weekly spotlight is really our chance to share with you uh, a few of the articles that we send every Sunday in our newsletter. Um, we talk about them, uh, maybe give an opinion or two, but basically try to um, encourage you to go out and read them as, as well as as share them, and. Um, The other thing that we do on this podcast is we try to get as many people from the children's media industry to to come on and talk about what they're doing, um, share their products, share their research, etc. Last week, we had uh, Raúl Gutierrez on from Tinybop. He's the uh, founder and CEO. It was a great conversation. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that, you definitely should. This week it's just going to be my voice. Um, we plan to have many guests over the, uh, the next few weeks, but um, this week um, it was a little difficult to, to schedule someone. So with that, let's get to our first article. So the first article this week is actually from Forbes. It's by Matt Hunkler. And it's talking about the uh, Red Bull Hackathon that uh, took place a little over a week ago, and um, there was a a bunch of teams that came together, college teams, and their assignment, um, their responsibility was to basically come up with the most innovative, mu- innovative music product um, using a, a ton of different technology that was provided by a bunch of different companies, and so the. Uh, the point of this article is really talking about how the the teams came up with a variety of different ideas, but um, the focus is really that the winning team was actually the most um, the most diverse team. So it had it was the only team that had a female on it. So imagine this um, I think there was like eight or ten teams of five people. So there's 40 or 50 people um, at this hackathon, um, and she is the only female at um on on any of the teams and it turns out she's um, they were on they were part of the winning team and she was a member of the of the winning team. And this was the only team there were t- there were two teams that had um, members from different colleges, but this was the only team that actually had different members from, Um, colleges that were outside of the Bay Area. So they had some people from Carnegie Mellon, as well as I think um, Pittsburgh as well. So this team that's the most diverse, it has the only female member. It's got folks from a variety of different colleges. They're the ones that actually win. And, um, you know, he, he goes through basically talking through a lot of the groups that are trying to sort of focus on the need for more diversity in tech, um, girls who code, um, those types of, of organizations. So the article gets into that, and there's a there's a couple links that talk about it. It also links to uh, actually the Scientific American paper that we talked about, I think, three or four weeks ago um, that talked about the importance of diversity. But here you can actually see it, and I think that's why I, I really like this article so much is that um, he lays it out. Here's a hackathon. They have forty eight hours to come up with something. They're using this tech everybody's got the same technology from different companies. And the team that looks you know, that is the most diverse is the one um, that wins. So so definitely check out that article. It's very it really well written. It's short, um, gets right to the point, and like I said, had some good links to it as well. Okay, the second article um, from this week that I wanted to highlight is from Fast Company, and it's talking about how businesses need to talk about diversity. And so um, I was actually struck, I think, by the second or third paragraph, I was struck by something. Um, I've often stressed the idea that you know, bit diversity just, and Raul talked about this last week, diversity is just better for the bottom line. Um, a more diverse team, a more diverse company um, you know gets you better profits. It, it, it just helps for the bottom line. And so... They actually took the um, the tack of saying, well, in tech, uh, the tech industry generally is profitable. I don't I don't know how true that is, but basically the point is it's probably more profitable than um, you know than taking taking a different industry. So what it talks about is when businesses need to why businesses need to stress the need for diversity besides just talking about the bottom line. And so. Um, they go through some research that has shown in, in society, when um, the society itself is more diverse, it is, as a result, stronger and more resilient. And so, um, this idea is, is basically you apply it to your company. If you have a more diverse company, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be more resilient. And then they touch on this idea of this word I had never heard of. It's called allophilia. Um, And what that means is basically in an organization, an organization having um, a positive attitude and not just a tolerant attitude. And I'm sure many of you have um, sort of worked at a company that sort of pledged or talked about diversity and really it was... um, there there's a fine line or there's a line between what is diversity meaning I will be tolerant and what is um, diversity like this research was showing the the need to actually have positive attitudes and the reason is that when people and they talk about this a couple times in the article feel like they can bring their entire self to work so everything that um, sort of makes them up you have a you have open communications you have a better organization that feels like they are growing together and you know who wouldn't want to work at a place like that. Um, and then the third point that this article talks about is how when you have sort of a diverse group of people, obviously that's a good start for um, coming up with innovative ideas, but one of the things that um, they referenced, some research showed, was that leaders a lot of times what happens is Decisions are made through domination or compromise. So, you know, an idea is forced through or it's just a watered down version so that everybody sort of comes to a conclusion. And, and they actually said that that, um, you know, stifles innovation and is not innovative. So they came up with sort of three ideas of when you have a diverse team, this is what um, what you need to um what you the approaches that you need to have in order to, to be innovative. So they talked about creative abrasion, which was sort of through discourse you, um, and discussion, you, you come up with an innovative idea. Um, creative agility, which um, if you read the definition, sounds a lot like basically a lean uh, approach. So you're very quick to test things you can um, sort of pivot very quickly, and you learn very quickly. Um, It it sounds exactly like Lean. And then creative resolution, which is basically actually combining two ideas that seem maybe opposite or sort of not related and coming up with a solution. So there's a a deeper link in there to the specific research and sort of, um, I I believe it's from HBR, but it was an interesting article, especially because we've talked about more than once this idea that like, look, diversity is better for your bottom line. And and this article is sort of taking the tack that just saying that is, um, is effective, but it's not as effective as, as sort of also pushing these, these other thoughts. So those were the two articles. Um, I thought you guys should, should definitely check out. Obviously all the articles in the newsletter this week are really good. There's one about, um, a mother's writing about her her daughter going to, to science camp and how she was the only one there. Um, her approach would sort of um, gender-neutral toys or the idea that, um, you know, how how she shops, really good stuff. And then an article from kid Screen um, just reporting on, on Sesame's um, new Afghan puppet, which, um, which was exciting news. So definitely check those two out. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. It's a um short podcast i hope you enjoyed it as i said i promise next week we will definitely have a guest who has a lot to say thanks a lot and we will see you next week